Welcome to your typical Shonen protagonist. He's Kai, I'm Kels, and today we're talking about the early parts of Fairy Tale. First off, Kai, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. How about you? I'm good. I'm I'm glad that one Fairy Tale was kind of easy enough to break up uh, into reasonable sized portions, and two, it was fun. Yeah, I mean, I'm a strong proponent of fairy tale. I love it. Um, the last time we actually did a top ten rundown on the channel, fairy tale was like really high up. I think it was like my number four or five. Um, since then, I have watched some really dope stuff. So um, it's interesting to see if it'll still be in my top ten after this like rewatch that we're doing. So this rewatch has a lot of purpose and meaning for me. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, it's it's sitting in a range for me of like upper B tier shonen. Like it's got a bunch of tropes, but it has a lot of heart, which really makes those tropes sell. And you're like, okay, I get it. And okay, that joke was kind of kind of easy. But you know what? It had heart. And yeah. it tried. And it was fun. So yeah. First off, tell me about the world of fairy tale or, you know, kind of the, the setup for the story, along with the fact that there's a narrator. Yeah. So it's kind of a fairy world is a series um, based off the manga by Hiro Mashima, who is a incredible, incredible mangaka. One of the hardest working uh, mangas out. He's got three series out right now in circulation and a video game, and he's still working on other stuff like he is goaded in terms of like magaka um but yeah this is his um this series follow his very popular series rave master and fairy tale is a medieval world of like magic and guilds and like a lot of the world is kind of still un. it's not technology hasn't showed up yet so it's very medieval like magic rules the world and you're protected by guilds and it's very Irish, I want to say. Would you call this Irish or Scottish? You would define Celtic? Yeah, Celtic. There we go. It's very Celtic, I would say. Because um, Irish. Yeah. I think this is a very like Celtic layout based off the name of things like Magnolia, um, the names, and how, like, um, just the world of it, honestly. But yeah, so it's this world where magic runs rampant and. There's a lot of contracted work out from guilds, and there's still, like, pirates and dark guilds and um, assassins and magical creatures and all this. So it's a very fantastical fantasy world. It's like one of... It's a fantasy shonen is how I can best describe the world of fairy tale. Yeah, in in comparing it to other shonen, um, I had talked to you earlier about it being, like, Black Clover meets One Piece. Yes. Which raised the question about how our friend Zog hates Black Clover. And One Piece. like And I, One Piece. Like, you smash them together, he loves fairy tale. Yeah. But you split them apart into other equally wonderful stories, and it's just pure hatred. Uh, I, mean, I don't get I, it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't understand. Like, we're going to have to sit down and ask him one day. We're going to have to be like, Zog, we love you, but like, what the hell, man? Why? Why don't you like fairy tale or wait sorry why don't you like black clover in one piece and he was like oh the yelling of um black clover and i'm like it wasn't even that like 
you know, that gets handled pretty quickly. And I feel like I the feel yelling like, is a good comparison to like, because that I feel like in the beginning part of Fairy Tale, the wow gets overused a lot. Oh my God. Let's talk about that right now. <laughs> so the first time I heard wow. it, I was like, what the flying fuck? So this is where that meme comes from. Yeah. I didn't realize that fairy tale had such a impactful cultural influence. Yeah, man. It's 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 one of the goats in that um aspect if I do say so myself. It's very it's very funny to me that uh, a lot of people don't even know a lot of the stuff they care about comes from things that they hate. Like what we'll we'll like touch on that later. The hate fairy tale gets, but um, you know the wow, happy's just like sarcastic wow is iconic, bruh. It is very much the meme lord. I feel like yeah, no. Um, in the fact that the the wow is a sound effect that has no connection to any of the characters. It's just there. It just exists in the universe. It's just. Okay. Okay. Hiramashima. Whatever. Yeah, man. It's wild. It's it's no oh, it's wild. But um no, that's hilarious. And then the um like I said, the narration is something that you don't really see. I can't maybe it's just because I'm thinking about it now, but I can't really recall that many series, let alone shonen that are narrated. Like and I feel like that's I know Black Clover is, and I feel like that mm-hmm. is directly like kind of piggybacked off fairy tale being narrated like that narration where at the beginning it's like okay welcome to the world of this because that's what hero mashima does even with eaton zero it's still he still uses narration to get us from point a to point b and there's like this outside party in fairy tale who you later find out you find out something really cool with the narration in fairy tale that's what i like but that's literally like the last episode (laughs) So it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a while before you figure that out. And I swear, if you go and look it up and spoil that for you, <laughs> I don't intend to. Uh, but who knows? It I don't think happen. you'll do it on purpose by any means. <laughs> I think you'll be like, "What's Lucy's hair color?" Oh, okay. Yeah, man, that's exactly how it's gonna go. Because uh, I've already done it, looking for Plue. <laughs> found out some really exciting things to come. Um, but no, certainly the the narration kind of. L- leads to more of that kind of fantasy storybook fairy tale <laughs> um vibe it really plays into that kind of uh tradition which you know is, is wonderful it's really great and it serves a purpose of like explaining what's going on um outside of the characters if need be yeah a hundred percent so um that's a cool aspect that fairy tale has but one of the coolest things I feel like about Fairy Tale is its power system, because since it is a shonen, there's always going to be some type of power system. With Hunter, Hunter, you got Nin, which some people regard as the best power system. With One Piece, you've got a plethora. You've got hockey, devil fruits, um, just hockey. Yeah, it's a it's a thing. It's like so the Canadians of One Piece are are oh not the hockey, cake. hockey, H A K I. Oh. oh. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, hockey. <laughs> they use pucks and it's like um that one show with the ducks, the mighty ducks, yeah. Um We got a different plethora and Fairy Tale uses magic, but it uses magic differently 
then Black Clover uses magic. Um, just gonna use probably gonna reference Black Clover a lot. Just gonna say that out here. Yeah. Um, even though Black Clover is its predecessor, not its or not predecessor ancestor. Anyway, successor. Yeah, successor. Thank you. <laughs> it That's came the one. after um, fairy tale. Yeah, uh, but certainly like the diff like different kinds of magic that each um, each of our mages use and the like strength and variety that exists in the world is really fun yeah no it's super cool and um our main character natsu dragon is a fire dragon user which is like rare 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 imagine like finding a shiny mewtwo in the wild that's like how rare maybe yes that's how rare dragon slayers are i'm gonna say that in fairy tale um because it's considered a lost magic and everybody everyone has ether like the magic comes from ether in the world like the continent of it's not magnolia fiore yeah the continent of fiore is very rich with magic molecules magic um i forget exactly what they call them like modules they're called midichlorian yeah midichlorian um so not midichlorian they're not uh, okay (laughs) no they're not jedis (laughs) oh wow (laughs) I didn't even catch that. I was like, yeah, yeah, you know, Joe, you got me, you got me. <laughs> <laughs> so it's very rich with that. So it allows them to be able to use magic um, in some places in the world can't because they're deficient of these magical um, cells and whatnot. So in this, Natsu uh, or the people in there, everybody in Fiore has like some type of magic they can use for the most part, whether it's like very low or high magic, there's something that you can do. And... Our other character, Lucy, uses um, keeper magic. So it's like in she has keys, which she uses, and other people have other things that they can use to um, use magic through like items, I guess you could say, because we meet someone later named Kana who has card magic, which is another type of keeper magic. Um, so, yeah. And then we've got Urza, who uses equip, Grey, who uses ice. I think it's really cool how everybody kind of has their own specific things and they don't really need, like, like in opposed to Black Clover where you'll have, like, a bunch of people who use water magic, a bunch of people who use ice or something. Then you got the very few people who can use, like, you know, drawing magic or mercury magic or something. There's more, a lot more variety in the world of fairy tale when it comes to different type of powers people can use. Which makes each character, you know, another facet of unique you know yeah and we we do kind of see with the arcs we've gone over so far which is up to episode we you know through episode 20 we stopped at episode 21 um like but we do see the kind of magic being passed down and how that works with like um the gray yeah gray yeah gray's backstory and being trained in ice magic uh, but certainly, like, we don't see another ice magic user so far in the uh, fairy tale guild. So, not really taking up much screen time with, you know, uh, duplicates. Yeah. So, it's very cool to see that. Um, and, you know, Urza's magic is another one where you don't really see anybody else use Requip magic. Um, Celestial magic, which Lucy uses, not Requipped or um keeper magic she uses celestial magic i don't know how i messed that one up but um her celestial magic is somewhat rare as well 
and it's really cool to see as we go and see different things of how people go out here and like there's like you got people who like we have another fire magician who tries to use like imitate Natsu in the very first episode and we see a huge difference in the fake magic and the real magic like Natsu is a lot more destructive and a lot more yeah user less friendly yeah but like even then it goes into the dark side um with you know uh culture and and uh decisions having been put in place where like this set of magic is taboo and like of course there are still people doing it but of course those are the bad guys yes that's what makes them Um, a dark guild and of course we also have the lost magic as you mentioned previously um which are ooh ooky spooky ancient secret techniques that like no one knows except like they still know them yeah but like you know, still, it's it's like finding a uh, a uh, devil fruit, you know? Yeah, no, 100%. So that's the power system, which I think is very interesting. Um, next, I feel like most interesting things about Fairy Tale is its characters, honestly. Um, we have such a variety of different characters, and Fairy Tale is known for its... Very vast selection of waifus. I'll say that. Like, <laughs> I don't. You're on episode twenty, so I don't think you've met like even a fourth of them yet. But they're really? very plentiful in the series. I'll say that. I mean, you you get a a at least let's go with four. You get at least four waifus up through episode twenty. Yeah, and easily. Yeah, and I would say those are Urza, Lucy. Um, Mira Jane. Oh, Mira Jane, hundred percent. She's definitely. She's actually my the, number one my waifu from Fairy Tale. Her and Urza are like tied. And would you say Kana would round out the four? Or I would, I would say yes if I could remember who Kana was. She's the one who always drinks. She's like the alcoholic. Oh yeah, yeah. We'll go with that. Yeah. Um. There's also the demon girl who is hitting on um, Gray. Demon girl, demon girl. It, if it's fine, don't worry about it. She the got one, two scenes. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like <laughs> I've very much so forgot about her. I was like, you mean the girl who was with Leon, the pink haired girl? Um, but now insignificant. Like, yeah, yeah. So yeah, um, but definitely the waifu um, generator is another nickname that Fairy Tale has upon the community. Um, but like, which is fair. But yeah, they they all feel like rounded characters that are strong and like unique. Yes, like they all are, and there's so much depth in each character. It's like, yeah, there's tropes, but there's also like like Natsu. He is a very much so headstrong idiot, but it's like a brilliant fighter, much like Naruto, the carbon company, carbon copy, Shonen character. I would, I would argue no. So, well, okay, maybe, but no. Um, yeah, carbon copy, you know, typical Shono protagonist, except Naruto is fucking dumb. 
Like, and that part of it's not, you know, not his inability to learn, but there was no one there to teach him. Yeah. Um, so same kind of backstory, you know, Natsu got taught until his dragon dad vanished for some reason. Um, but Natsu is headstrong and doesn't think about the actions, you know, driven by his sense of duty and responsibility and what's right. Yeah. But he is tactically smart. He's like going through the, uh, the temple and you know taking out half of the the pillars to tilt it like he knows how to solve the problem yeah and when uh in that fight um when he was like the old man's like hey don't use the fire around the ice or you'll melt it and nazi's like if you were if you could use fire to melt this ice you wouldn't have needed to use the moon i'm not fucking dumb yeah and we don't really see that kind of wisdom and insight with Naruto. Naruto is just like, I'm going to be strong and I'm going to have like morals and principles and I'm going to beat those morals and principles into you. But I'm not going to like be extra oop, oop, like awesome smart. He knows what he's doing because he has training, but Natsu like inherently knows, like can see through the, the battle while fighting it. Yeah, no, no. And that's what I was saying that, um, it's, like, he is the typical shonen protagonist, but then you add his, you know, sense of... Like, I feel like he has a sense of family that you don't really see as much as in shonen. Um, yeah, you see, okay, like, I gotta take care of these people or blah, blah. But even, like, you know, Natsu from the bat is like, it doesn't matter. He's just... He doesn't matter who your circumstances are, who your family is. Like, that's not blood. Like, that type of person. Like, when he... Um, like the whole Mako, or, uh, yes, Mako, Mako, Makaba, the whole beast arc. Mokuba? Mokuba, yeah, no, not Mokuba, that's freaking, <laughs> <laughs> when not he bad. goes to I, get I, his, I, I, yeah, when he goes to get the dad back, um, who's Maka. Oh, I, um, Macau. Macau, there we go, I was like, it's some fucking yeah. M name. <laughs> like, it's at the top of the episode list, it's the first two episodes. Yeah, yeah, Macau third episode yeah so when he goes to get um macau back and like all these people are like saying oh he's a strong he's got to be like a wizard you know this is like everybody in the guild is telling him yeah go do your own thing he's like no like that's not you know he's part of fairy tale we gotta go get him we can protect our own so that strong sense of family i feel like it's very exclusive to natsu and yeah and it's just certainly in in a way that isn't as you said not reflected in other shonen shows like um you know there's there's very much a a team aspect the few people around us that are like family so you know team seven is a dysfunctional family um something like the um uh yu yu haka shows team yeah team like, yurameshi yeah team yurameshi like Okay, well, they all came together after fighting, and then now, like, the squad is family. But Natsu's got an entire guild where he cares about, like, everybody. And, you know, you don't really see that, as you said, in other shows, at, to, to the depth of this. Yeah, no, Natsu is 100% about that. And then you have characters like Lucy, who is very... She's like, has, like, a Nami influence, I feel like, because she's very, like money conscience but it's not like bad it's just like she knows i need to like she's a realist like she's like i need to afford rent so like 
are we going to do this? <laughs> like, you know, her whole thing is like being able to pay a rent and just being not being above like seducing someone. A lot of people, even in the fairy tale universe, like hate Lucy. And I don't even really see it, to be honest with you. I feel like she's a good character. Like, she's definitely not the best female in a world that Noelle Silva exists, of course. But she's very much, she's very much, like, okay. Like, I don't see any, granted, again, in the list of fairy tale girls, she's also at the bottom. But, like, that's not a bad thing. There's just so many good characters. And that doesn't make Lucy an inherent bad character. Like, how do you feel about Lucy? I mean, I think she works as a, like confident uh companion for our main character um and you know we spend most of the first episode you know with lucy on her own so like i don't know if natu's our main character i don't know if lucy's our main character it all kind of you know blends together which is perfectly fine do you want to know who the main character is it's not natu the main character fairy tale is totally natu is fairy tale there was discrepancy about it's, that. It's the guild, of course. Yeah. Which is great, you know? Yeah. There was a discrepancy about that when it first came out because everybody thought it was Natsu. Like, it was never Natsu. If it wasn't Fairy Tale, it was Lucy. Like, a lot of people thought. I'm glad you caught that, though, because, like, even me, like, I didn't realize until I got to, like, episode, like, 150. I'm like, is Natsu the main character? Like, so I'm like, I know it feels like it, but is it? As things pick up, you're like, okay. like, And then looking back at it all in hindsight, you're like, okay, the guild is the main character. That makes sense. And again, that's another thing that I feel like makes, you know, fairy tale unique in the aspect that the main character is not one person. It's a whole group of people. Yeah, because that's not, you don't do that. You don't do that in a story. Like, if you're trying to make it concise and, like, easy to keep the plot like in your mind, if you're not um, the writer of One Piece, if you're not yeah. Uh, Oda, yeah, you know you you don't do that. But even then, Luffy is the main character. But like to have the family aspect be the thing that is like driving the story forever, it's wild and it's cool to see it executed in a commercially successful way. Yeah, I love it. Like you know. Gray, you're going to get his, like, and the thing is, you feel like you get it all, but it's, like, spread throughout the story. You're like, oh, yeah, okay, I've seen Gray's backstory with Ord. Like, no, I know. No, there's so much more to that. Oh, Ursa, like, we kind of figured it out. Nope. (laughs) Nope. So much more. Like, oh, even Natsu. Like, there's just so much more. Like, it's, like, we really don't even get into Ursa's character until, like, episode 33. Like, that's when we start figuring out what's going on with Urza. So it's a whole thing. And like the characters in Fairy Tale are just absolute gold. I love them all. They make me so happy. Which is which is great, you know. Um, this is one of those things where having a big cast gives you the opportunity to have a long running show, you know. Yeah. But what separates a long-running show that is successful from one that is incredibly boring is how do you make the characters interesting? How do you elaborate on their backstories? And how do you tell stories about the relationship between different characters that are, you know, build from just more than our main character? Which, in a show where we don't have a main character, that's really all you have. 
is how does the relationship from one character to another throughout, you know, six, eight, ten characters, how does that progress the story along? No, 100%. And that is what makes Fairy Tale such a gem. And it's probably going to keep Fairy Tale in my top 10. Like, I feel like definitely it's going to stay in the top 10 because it is. And the story is still going on, too. Like, the 100 Year Quest is a thing. And I've said too much. But what? eventually, <laughs> eventually, when you get there, you will you'll be like, wow. Like, I'm going to make you meet, restart reading manga. Like, after you get this master's degree, you're going to be like, now I've read so much, I want to keep doing it. So I'm like, here's some manga. Don't you wish that on me. <laughs> You're going to be a weeb degenerate. It's going to be great. So, Probably. yeah. Um, and there's other characters that we can get into, Gray and whatnot. But let's let's start knocking out like some of the arc. Like, what is going on with the like fairy tale as it happens? Yeah, so we start off with the introduction to Lucy and Natsu and kind of the way the world works and you know both with the uh the meeting of of Lucy and Natsu and then the adventure to find Macau once uh once they get back to fairy tale headquarters and Lucy gets brought on as a member of the guild which is the like singular thing she wanted to do she wants two things in this world one find more celestial keys and two join a guild and fairy tale happened to be the one that was like around at the time. Yeah, well, fairy tale was the guild that she wanted to join because it was the best in Fiore. Like it was the one. That's why she got you know kind of trolled by the fake salamander because she was like, yeah, ah, you can get me in the fairy tale. I'll put up with all your sleazy stuff, which was really messed up. <laughs> Just like to say. Um, but then she didn't. Yeah, you know, she she did have boundaries. So she was like, I'm going to, you know, make use of my feminine charms. But then, like, the moment he was trying to push the boundaries to a point where she wasn't cool with it, she was like, "Uh, fuck this shit, I'll find my own way into fairy tale. Which problematically turned into her being kidnapped and then was just going to be sold, which ain't cool. But then Natsu rockets onto the fucking boat and saves the day. Yeah, he's like, I am the bone of my fire dragon. Um, no, but it's great. <laughs> it's great that he's like, th- this is part of the where like the comedy comes in because he's like, I'm gonna be super awesome. And then he fucking slips. So his badass like arrival gets ruined, but he's still a badass. So like, it's all okay in the end. Yeah. So yeah, that whole thing happens. And I believe they find another key as well throughout all that. No, 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 no. Um, she just gets her keys back. And then we see, then we move to our Daybreak arc, mini arc, which is where, no, now we got episode two, which was a whole Mako thing, but we already yep. talked about that. Um, but yeah, the Daybreak arc is where there's this book that they were requ- So there's a guild post, which I like about Fairy Tale. It almost feels like an action RPG game in the anime because you gotta go to the guild quest you gotta get this beer jane gives you the guild quest and blah blah you gotta be a certain level all this fun stuff like actual ranking matters on these quests is very detailed and very well written on how that works i feel like personally so we get our quests 
not so unhappy. You're like, we need Lucy for this one. Let's go ask her. And Lucy's like, oh, wow. Really, guys? I can do this? Thank you. Yada, yada. Um, so she goes to get that. And they find out. The only reason they, Lucy finds out the only reason she's needed is because she fits the description of a blonde girl wearing the maid outfit. So basically, it's to infiltrate this rich politician's house, grab the book, and destroy the book. And plot twist after plot twist comes, and we basically find out that the guy is using a celestial spirit, Virgo, which, how did you feel about that twist of <laughs> Virgo only looking that way because that's what the politician was into woman-wise? I mean, I was I was cool with, you know, having a non-traditional beauty that was the politician's Virgo. And I was kind of disappointed, honestly, that she changed when Lucy made a pact with her. Because hmm. I'm like, oh, so it the 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 look is insignificant. We're just gonna make her cute now. Yeah. Which okay, hey, no, I'm all for cute Virgo. Cute Virgo is great, and you know, very uh, has a, a a certain personality. And it's like, okay, cool, great. Yeah. Her but I was kind of disappointed being SM. that it's like. <laughs> Hey, you know, uh, but I was kind of disappointed that like it was a drastic change. Yeah. But you know what? Whatever. I'm not right in the show. True. True. Um, I was hype about it because I am a Virgo. And at first I was like, wow, they did me dirty. And I was like, cool, cool, cool. Like, <laughs> like, um, you got a cool bull ox. That is, I got a pervert. Yeah. That is, that is a pervert. I was say nice that. body. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Definitely a pervert, but um, <laughs> let me hey, see. You know, it. hey, whatever, man, whatever. It's perfect for perfect for Zog. <laughs> stares, stares your Zony. Come on, but um, yeah. So, um, they find out that the book Daybreak was actually a message to the person who commissioned it. The commission that Guild Quest's son, like, hey. You know, I'm sorry that I was captured and forced to write this book and blah, blah. But it's his whole life story and how he loves his son. And then that's when you truly see, oh, fairy tale has the ability to capture my emotions. Like, Hiro Mashima is an expert at doing this. Like, he did it in Eden Zero in the first episode. I was like, this man got better. Like, the first episode I was crying. I said, God dang it. So, and then we truly see, like, the other thing that kind of make Natsu different than the other shonen protagonists like you said the smarts that he has but also like the compassion like he's not out here just fighting people to fight people like he he enjoys doing that but like he's not a horrible person he's like we couldn't take his money because we didn't fulfill the quest even though and because they were poor yeah like yeah certainly the compassion was there they didn't meet the terms of the quest but also like if they took the money that they were willing to offer like, it would have put them out because they were living in a shack. Like, the mansion they rented was just for show. Yeah. And the fact that Lucy's like, wait, how am I going to pay rent? Was was great. And um, that is the only time I feel like... No, we see them maybe one more time. But I feel like those were the only times we saw bounty hunters. We might see them one more time, but I don't know. Um, you You do know. <laughs> Yeah, but it's okay. I, yeah, so, um, I was not paying attention to bounty hunters at all. 
I'll be honest with you, other than like our main bad guys, um, the side bad guys are mildly uninteresting. You know, they're super uninteresting for sure, for sure. Um, like, but you know, that's okay because they're not our focus. Yes, no, the next arc, um, Eisenwald is definitely far more interesting in my opinion. Um, this is the arc where we get a lot, like, this is where one of my favorite quotes from Fairy Tale comes from. We get introduced to Makarov. Um, we meet Gray as well. Like, a lot of stuff happens. And this is where I feel like if it would have started here, I feel like everything else was kind of just like a prequel, I guess. Not a prequel, but I feel like this is where the story really starts. So, in the beginning of the Eisenwall arc, we meet Urza the armored mage and this is like the whole thing like everybody like gray and natsu are fighting gray is a foil to natsu he's an ice mage opposed to natsu being a fire mage so they both clash because their elements clash and they're always fighting and gray's character quirk is that he's slightly a nudist but you also figure out why a little bit later and it's kind of adorable that he does that as well um, R.I.P. Or so, yeah. So they clash, but they're both very powerful wizards. You know, some of the strongest they have in fairy tale. And Lucy's kind of get explained to this like secondhand. Like it's like showing. Like Lucy is basically us being like, okay, what's going on? Learning about the history of the guild and everything. Also, I just want to say, Snow Fairy is the jam from the intro for this. So it's the ending as well. Just has that to be said. So then we meet Urza, who's the strongest female in fairy tale. Um, she returned like a complete badass with like a giant tooth or something from a beast that she had destroyed. And just like Urza's the only one who can like put Grey and Natsu in their place because she's just that freaking powerful. Um, and they respect her because she will beat the heck out of them. But she's also like them and everybody else in fairy tale where she's more together but she's also like destructive as well <laughs> so i feel like ursa is one of the best female characters in shonen personally that's just like my hot take and i feel like i don't i don't know do you see that meeting her right now or do you need like the rest of the series to make that take like what is your opinion of her now i guess i'm asking I mean, I she's the strongest member of fairy tale that we see regularly on screen. And to see her be the strongest from like our primary team so far with like Natsu, Gray and uh, Lucy is one of those like, oh, OK, so there is a way up that exists that we will get to see eventually. Yes. And like we don't even get to see all of Urza's power. So it's like. Okay, well, if this is how strong she is right now, what happens when she goes, like, Super Saiyan? Like, yeah. what happens when we get to, like, straining her abilities? Yeah. And don't you dare, I must say this, don't even look up anything about her with any questions you have, ask me. me. close that tab. Because, <laughs> because her origins are, like, wild, and you don't find out her origins for a hot minute, but, like, her origins are, like, hella plot twists, so... Keep that, keep that to yourself, sir. But, um, yeah, and then Urza's like, Natsu, great. I need your help on a quest. And then everybody's like, 
Holy God, this could be Fairytale's strongest team. Oh my God. Mira Jane's like, oh crap, let's go. This is what's up. Wow. So, <laughs> wow. But yeah, so everybody's like losing their ish over them like forming a like team together. And of course, like Lucy's going to tag along because I don't exactly remember why she tagged along. I think she was just like, oh, I want to see this. Or I think Urza may even been like, come on. Like the exact reasons why Lucy's there still like, I forgot. But yeah. The audience needed someone to relate to. True, true. So, <laughs> so we go on our quest to meet, um, to like go and stop this group called Eisenwall from getting this death weapon lullaby. And Eisenwall is a dark guild, which we had just heard about in the previous episodes and rendition. So, um, also, cool, cool note. One of the characters, Kageyama, is Hiro Mashima's, like, um, what's it called when you do something for someone else? Um, paying homage, basically a Shikamaru from Naruto. I forgot what that's called when you do that. Um, An homage? Yeah, homage, yes. Homage, because Kage is a shadow user who looks exactly like Shikamaru. And Hiro Mashima was paying homage, paying homage, there we go, yeah, paying homage to... Uh, Kishimoto, who is the creator of Naruto. I don't know if you picked that up or not, but that's a cool fact for you. I mean, certainly there's a bunch of uh, homages throughout. So certainly, like, he's unmistakable. Yeah, you know? like, he's just the blatant uh, one, like, yeah. So, which is his power even shadow-related? Yeah. He uses the shadows. Like, he can teleport through shadows and do all that fun stuff. Gotcha. Yeah. So... Yeah, they go on a quest, or they go to stop them. They meet him, and there's a fight. Natsu's fighting him, but not this is where we find out Natsu's fatal flaw is motion sickness. Like, he, as a dragon slayer, is weak to motion. So, yeah, like, basically, he can't find a train or anything like that. That's kind of never... I mean, I feel like it might have been explained, and I just overlooked it at some point, so this rewatch is going to be, like, beneficial for me to see if I can remember why that happened. But, yeah, um... We see Eisenwall is a cutthroat group. There's this scythe user, um, who's just all over the place, who uses wind magic, and goes, like, holds a train station hostage. So, you kind of like this heist episode with our characters in here doing this, and then we get to see baby girl Urza use Heaven Will's armor for the first time. And I'm like, yes, Lord, Sword Angel, Urza, step on me, energy. Let's go. I hate you, strange. It's forever burning to my head. But yeah, like, how did you feel about, you know, seeing Urza's magic for the first time? It was it was cool to see her actually apply her magic and, you know be incredibly overpowering and also shout out to the magical girl transformation. Yeah. That's Urza is homage to the magic girls. Like it kind of makes me wish like the sailor scouts had some type of like weapons, you know, or I mean, I guess they did, you know, like, but you know, like would it have killed Serena to use like a glaive of some sort instead of a heart shaped thing? He, yes, because <laughs> it wouldn't sell to that audience. But, um, no, Urza is, you know, again, it's great to see the variety and the variety we see later on throughout of the, uh, re-equip, 
Yeah, no, her re-equip is very interesting and seeing the different re-equips that she can use are super cool. Um, so there's like this whole fight between um, this dark guild and the members of Fairy Tale we have. We get to see Grey's magic. We get to see Lucy use Virgo for the first time. Um, Natsu and his flames. Like, just a whole bunch of different stuff. And this fight, like, tracing back to 2009, actually, I would say it looks pretty good. Like, for what, like, if we're keeping in mind what 2009 was, I feel. So. Which, I mean, you know. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't there wasn't much that took me away from the fight. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I was paying attention well enough, but, you know. I the The biggest thing I took away from this fight um, you know, we don't get a lot of Urza. We get to see her transform and do a really cool move, but we don't get a long extended fight because she's overpowering. Yeah. Um, with Natsu fighting on the train bridge, we get like the fight wasn't super interesting because we get a lot of we don't get a lot of movement. We get a lot of like fight, like uh, attack animations that just kind of fill up time. But it was cool to see Natsu like learn how to apply his magic in a different way yeah so like we are making progress and we're following that you know i don't know how that's going to go later on with his growth but at least we get to see some kind of growth in this fight which made it kind of important feeling true true and um then after this fight and they get past they see that um kage or kageyama has snuck out with the lullaby flute so after defeating Scythe Dude and everything, they get back on the magic bus car thing um, that urges using her magic to drive. And then they find out that they're going to go destroy the leaders of the guild. Like, you know, the guild hall meeting that Master Makarov and everybody's at. So The council. Yes, the magic council meeting. So they go there, um, and then... As Kageyama's about to play the flute, we see our boy Makarov, and he's like reading Sorcerer Magazine. He's like, oh, how's it going? And we see Kageyama has some doubt or, you know, he like doesn't like he has confliction. But he's like, screw it. I'm just going to play the flute. Um, And then he hears like what Lucy and Gray's like words come back in the back of his head. And he's like. Should I do this? Like, what should I do? And then Makarov starts talking. And he's like, you know, humans are very weak by nature, but that's not such a bad thing. I can't remember the quote off the top of my head, which I should, because it's like one of my favorite quotes in anime, for shame on me. But it's like, humans aren't, you know, they're weak creatures by nature. And that's not a bad thing. It's why we need each other. And just drop some hella wisdom on him like Makarov is the goat the old man in anime trope reign supreme with Makarov and Kageyama kind of falls and he's like I can't do this you know I don't want to do this and then the flute's like you coward (laughs) and the flute transforms into this giant wooden ant demon and like just straight up destroys a mountain and he's like I'm one of the creatures of Zeref, and this is the first time we find out about Zeref, and I will destroy the world, and all of blah, blah, blah. And then, Natsu, Urza, and Grey are like, nah. And everybody's like, oh no, it's the strongest team again. Like, they have the potential to do all this, and we get to see Urza's like, 
dope dragon armor, which I'm like, Lord Jesus, I had to get some water the first time I saw this, like, years ago. I'm like, why are they doing this in gray and Natsu? And they just go all out. <laughs> but the problem is, they, everybody's like, yeah, they did it. But they don't stop there. They kind of keep destroying. It ended up destroying the whole magic hall. And everybody's like, yeah, you know what? Fuck this. Yeah. And you were right. It was a meeting of just the, the old masters. Um, but yeah, it shows the strength, but also the propensity for r- rampant destruction. Uh, that fairy tale is kind of known for as a guild. Yeah. And yeah, that's, we kind of go there and that's like our first true arc and our first mixture of, um, seeing these characters, and everything that we got going on. And then from there, we get like a weird filler episode of like not to eat in the village. And there's like this monster and everybody tries to figure out like how to eat it. And, it's just kind of like a nonsensical episode, but it's fun. You know, Natsu turns into a mushroom and then yada yada happens, but it's fun. It's fun. Yeah, we get to see Urza's chef reequip. Yeah, which is just a full fun, funny gag that's going on. But the next episode, episode 10, which is crazy because by this point, it feels like it's a lot more than 10 episodes. <laughs> like, we've gone through a lot in nine episodes. Like, holy crap. But the fight between Natsu and Urza, and then again, we get to see Natsu or Urza being dope again with her plethora of armors. Like, Urza gets, like, so much love as a character because, like, all of her armors look dope. Like, they did not sleep on the Urza budget for Fairy Tale. I will say that. So we see her fire Empress armor or something because Natsu agrees to spar with her and then gets waxed. Or Natsu begs to spar with her. Urza agrees, as she promises. And before the fight can finish, Urza gets arrested for property damage that from the Eisenwall event from the Magic Council. And we get to see this where Fairytale is known for doing this. And due to the number of dark guilds increasing all that, they're like, okay, we gotta make an example out of fairy tale. And some members of the Magic Council are like conflicted, but they did take down Eisenwall and Lorala. So, and this is also where we figure out, find out that Lucy's. Is this where we find out about Lucy's mother? No. Okay, then never mind. Um. So yeah, Urza gets arrested by the guild, and Natsu's like, yo. Like I'm Urza, <laughs> I'm Spartacus. <laughs> yeah, he goes up and just straight up destroys the guild. And he's like, "You got a problem with this?" Like, I'll. Do... And then you find out the like punishment wasn't that severe at all. And Nansu just kind of did all this for nothing. But it was cool to. E- What's that? Yeah, it, it did it for nothing. But equally, she's like, "But thank you, I I appreciate the sentiment." Yeah. And Natsu just being a whole, whole goon. But the last part of this episode, like, one of the dopest characters, like, in all of fairy tale, and, like, just so dope. Our boy Mystican, like, just shows up, but he puts everyone under a sleep spell because he don't like to be seen. Like, this is where fairy tales monsters come out, bruh. And you see, like, okay, there's an upper echelon of fairy tale as well. Like, our boy Mystican, like... Bro, Mystican's so dope. Like, <laughs> just, oh, 
like I don't know. Maybe I'm like too hype about Michigan because I'm like no thing. I don't know how you feel. How'd you feel about Michigan just showing up? Like, I mean, he was mysterious. He showed up, put everybody to sleep, took a thing off the board, and then left. Yeah, we see that. And like, like only only the guildmaster like kept himself awake. Yeah, but uh, like I agree with your point. Like it's a wild introduction to like the second floor and the upper echelon. Yeah, the escort of like you know missions and all that, and seeing like how far the ceiling is to go for that. Um, then we have you know the cursed island arc, which is um, a good arc. Dills and Gray's backstory. There's this island that has an extremely um, dangerous quest that Natsu kind of sneaks up there and gets. And this is also where we meet Lox's Dryer, another S-Class wizard, who is extremely strong, but kind of a prick. You know, he's the grandson of um, Makarov, but a huge prick. So... Is he the grandson? Yeah. Cool? Yeah. So... um. Natsu's like, I want this quest. I want to prove that I'm strong enough, blah, blah, So they get this to go take on these demons of Guran Island, which is the cursed island. And they go. They see that things are not as, like, they turn out to be. And that there is this, like, basically these people are placed under a curse by the moonlight. And that they are in search to find a giant demon. Like, there's a demon in the ice that's causing all these issues. And the demon is... No, it's the moon. The moon. The moon is causing the issues. Yes. <laughs> the moon. Destroy the moon! <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah, it's like, we must destroy the moon, which, you know, obviously can't man. happen. I don't know, man. But no, I love I love that they, they come back to the village later on in this arc, and, you know, Lucy goes up to the uh, the village elder, like, praying at his son's grave, and he's like, thanks for all the work you've done, but where are you with destroying the moon? <laughs> yeah. It's such a great, like, crazy man, like, yeah. repetitive joke. It's so, it's so great. No, it's, just, it's awesome. I love it. <laughs> like, destroy the moon. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's one of those things where it's, it's kind of a trope because we look at, like, Dragon Ball Z and... You know, the moon causes giant monkey transformations in Saiyans. And Piccolo just blows that shit up one day when, when it's causing Gohan problems. Because he's a real dad. <laughs> yeah. um, and, you know, so it's it's not out of the question of anime's ability to do that. It's just like, that's a big question about how that impacts the world. Yeah. Because, like, in Dragon Ball Z, we don't care. Like, it does, it's insignificant. But, like... Here, you know, how is it going to affect the oceans and like the, the rest of the world? Um, but certainly, this is this is all being spurred on by another group of of people. Our Sub Zero Emperor Leon uh, and his quest to resurrect an ancient demon. Yeah, who is just uh, about that life? And here we see Lucy use another one of her celestial spirits. Like she has a lullaby spirit named Lyra who can put people to sleep and sing pleasant songs and all that fun stuff. Um, but we also find out what's in the ice is the ice, or not the ice demon, but the demon Deliora from the Book of Zera, who is the demon who destroyed, you know, 
um, Gray's master. And that is something that we see being like his backstory of how Gray blames himself to do this. Man. And, and, and not, not only like did it destroy his master, but it also destroyed his home at the very beginning. Yeah, it killed his parents. It killed his whole yep. home. And then he went to go destroy it thinking he was ready, but it ended up taking his master and Gray blamed himself for it. Well, no, it wasn't Gray. It was Leon. That's right. Yeah, you know, Gray, Gray totally takes and and sees that getting everyone he cares about in this predicament is his fault. Like, he didn't kill his master, but if he hadn't, have, like, ran off and not trusted his master, she wouldn't have chased after him, and they wouldn't be in this predicament. Yeah. So he kind of owns his role in that, but he's not, he's certainly not the one who killed his master. Yeah. That, like, Leon blames. Yeah. So we see that the Ice Emperor is none other than Leon, his old, um, his disciple student, like, sister or brother student under Ur, who was the one that trained Grey, and we saw flashbacks to all this and everything. And, oh my god, the story has so much more depth, Brad, but anyway, we'll focus on this. So, um, we see what happened with Ur, and we see that, you know, that she sacrificed herself for her two students who she viewed as sons, and Leon was never really able to accept that, and Grey is trying to repent for this by using this move that will capture Deliora because Leon wants to melt Deliora to kill him to prove that he is stronger than Ur and that he can do this because he is also traumatized from her death. Like, the death left a lot of issues in both of them. Um, so his way of coping is like, I'm gonna thaw out this demon and then I'm going to you know, kill it myself to prove that I am stronger than everybody else. Well, his specific goal as a child was to surpass Ur, who was like the greatest wizard of all time yeah. in his mind. There was no one stronger than Ur. So he was going to surpass Ur, and then he was going to find a new dream. Well, Ur up and dies, quote unquote, um... So then he can no longer surpass her other than by resurrecting the demon. She spent like her dying breath to seal and he thinks he can kill it. And if he kills it, then he can move on and find his own dreams. And this, uh, the fight between gray and Ur or, uh, gray and, uh, Leon. Leon yeah. Um, was kind of fun, you know? Uh, it was cause they play a lot into gray's growth with fairy tale and Natsu, um, and that allowing him to surpass uh, Leon. And I just love that it starts out as a fist fight. Yeah, no, I love that too. I love a good fist fight. That is one thing I always praise in anime is a really good fist fight. But um, seeing that fight and seeing, you know, Grey being like, you know, I have to, I have to win and eventually... Um, Gray falls short, you know, and Natsu comes back and he has to, you know, fight this fight for Leon to be like, hey, you know, you don't do this. Like, this is, I'm gonna, I'm gonna win this fight until Zalti comes. It's like, yo, like, stop. Um, like, Zalti is the one who's kind of like in the background 
orchestrating this whole thing, and that's a whole nother thing in general. Um, but yeah, so Gray is explaining. Also, Urza showed up at the island. Can't forget that Urza showed up. Um, <laughs> this this we've kind of just entirely derailed on this arc. Yeah. Uh, but let's uh, let's wrap it up from the top. So. Gray follows Natsu on this S-Class mission because, like, he's got to bring him back. He winds up being roped into going with them on the S-Class mission, and they find out it's all spurred from his uh, former, um, you know, fellow student of Ur, which is, like, okay, crazy, great backstory. They get in a fight. Um, Gray gets Millie rocked, and then uh, they have to regroup. He finds out the you know the hidden backstory about the uh, but the big old demon, and then um, Urza shows up because Gray didn't come back with them, so somebody had to. Somebody had to go chase him down, and this is kind of where we get like some insight into Urza, and she's like, "I don't care about this quest. I don't care about these people. My only job here is to come collect some traitors." and some thieves, and take you back to the guild. I don't care what's going on in the mis- this mission. It's insignificant to my job. But then Gray's like, I have a job to do. I have to resolve this. So if you're going to kill me, kill me. And it's like, what a badass moment. Yes. Gray is Gray is a resident badass, I'm pretty tell. Like, I, I freaking love it. So, But um, in the kind of backstory about Gray's training, this is also where we get an introduction to why he strips all of the time Mm -hmm. and does it without even thinking. Because that was like when when Ur brought him on as a pupil, that was the first thing they did. They stripped and then they like ran in the cold and trained in the cold, you know, relatively naked. And it's just a habit now that he has picked up to his own detriment um but we go into the final the final fight um natsu you know tries to do some tactical stuff by the moon is the thing that's melting the ice and he thinks if i tilt the thing it can't get any moonlight great but we run into the issue where we have this other side character pulling the strings behind the scene Oh, that would be Zalti, yeah? Yeah. So Zalti is pulling the strings behind the scene and also has time manipulation powers. So another, um, what is it, forgotten magic? Yeah, another lost magic. Another lost magic that allows Zalti to put the temple back upright. Yeah. So, you know, a bunch of fights happen. Uh, Leon gets wrecked by... Uh, there's so many names, man. Uh, wrecked by Gray in a really good fight scene um, where, you know, it's got both story and action. Um, and then we find out about the demon. Like, actually being broken open. The the uh, ritual is successful. And uh, the demon is free. However, big shocker, no one's killing the demon because the demon dies. Just up and croaks. It screams its dying breath and then disintegrates. Because Ur killed the damn thing. Yeah, because Ur was the freaking goat. And 
we see Gray try and do like the ice shell, which will like kill him because he thinks that's the only way to get it back. But Or's goodbye happens, and we see her essence in like the melted ice, and Natsu stops Gray from doing it because he's like, no, like I'm not gonna let you kill yourself. And he did that twice. So so Gray was ready to uh, ice shell um, Leon because that was the only way he could see to end it. So he was like, all right, do we live together or do we die together? And not to, you know, knock the shit out of him. Like, no, dying is giving up. So later on, when it's like Gray is ready to use the ice shell on um, the demon, he's like come to terms with like not dying to quit. But still, he knows, like, this is the end. But he's ready to do it. He's ready to commit for his team. And Gray's like, or, uh, and then Natsu's like, no, I thought I told you this. No one's dying. Yes. And then. And then it doesn't matter because he fall, fucking falls apart. Yeah. So, and that was, like, Aura's final gift to Gray. And it's just like, ugh, that part just hit. You know, all this emotion and everything just freaking hits. And that's the essence of fairy tale. you know. This is how things happen, like, the beauty of it all, like, the sky breaking, um, just, just so much going on, and when looking back at this after you've watched the series and just seeing all the, like, nuances and things this is setting up for the future, it's absolutely crazy, so, but the heroes take the day, team, they don't have a team name, but, um, (laughs) The greatest team in the strongest team, yes, yeah. Um, that's that's funny to me because I'm like, this is like really the only team that doesn't have a name. But um, they save the day. They but the de- the villagers don't go back to normal because it wasn't the demon. It was all of the stuff trying to revive the demon, and then Urza and Natsu have to like destroy the moon because I guess the village elder was right. <laughs> Yeah, but it turns out it was like an evil, um, an evil lens that was over the island. So by throwing a spear powered by, you know, Natsu's fire, they break break through the evil lens and everyone goes back to normal. That being everyone's actually demons. Yeah, which was wild. That, That was the thing. Like you thought that they were humans, but no, they're demons. So... Like, yeah, we did it. And then you find out that the the son's not dead. Like, he was just chilling the whole time. The village elder's son was just chilling. Yeah, he was the one that regained his memories, and everyone on the island thought he was a demon. Yeah. Because he was. Uh, But that (laughs) thought it was a problem. Uh, So he went, you know, lived his own life. Um, But yeah, it was exciting to, like, find out he wasn't a ghost. Yeah. And then the fact that, um... (laughs) <laughs> the fact that, like you said, he was the old guy was hysterical. Was like, but did you destroy the moon? So that that was interesting. Um, but yeah, that's where that arc ends, the island arc, and then we just got like really two episodes of filler. Um, I want to say it feels like at least um, it's not really filler. Yeah. It's like set um, up to the next arc. But let's see, what's a yellow episode mean on this wiki? Link a anime exclusive. Yeah. It's it's filler. Yeah, so um but there you know, the which is fine. It was perfectly fun. It was another episode of Fairy Tale. Um, so okay, whatever. 
Um, we met. It was a chance to have other characters on screen. Yeah, we yeah. met one of the best girls, um, freaking Levy, which we're not gonna see why she's best girl for a hot minute, but Levy might Levy might be best girl. I don't know. There's there's a few. Mir Jane, Urza, and Levy are tied for best girl. Fairy Tale. I won't say that, but um, that's good to know. Yeah, we met Levy, but episode episode twenty, which is Natsu and the Dragon Egg. Is a flashback to like everybody's childhood, which was fun to see. Yeah. Um, which is an introduction to um, Mira Jane's like family. That the fact like her and Elfman and this new character Lisana is are all related, and we get the fact that Mira Jane is like a fucking badass and going toe to toe with like little girl uh, Urza. Uh, Urza. Yeah. And this, yeah. This is also where you find out that Mira Jane is as strong, if not stronger, than Urza. I don't know about that because we haven't gotten much else. Oh, okay. But certainly at like a kid uh at a kid rivalry level, it's like, oh. Oh my bad. This is not where you found that out. Ur- so please forget that information. If, if if Urza is like what we see now, what is Mira Jane? Mira like, Jane is Mira Jane just like called chilling at like the the guild house or like is mira jane got some secret we're gonna find out later she's got some Which, secret of course we're gonna find we out will, later because why won't we we have to fill you know how many episodes does this show have jesus three something uh yeah so clearly mary jane has to have some secret backstory where she's awesome um but no it was a great introduction to like a totally drastically different personality no 100 percent like and it was really fun as well, seeing that, seeing Loxes as a kid, um, what everybody thought Happy was going to be, and it turns out to what he was. Um, the relationship between Lazana and Natsu, what happened to Lazana, where'd she go? Um, yeah, the the questions about what is a Lazana. Yeah. And is she still a thing? Like, we, we get, I don't know, man. I don't know. At this rate, I'm like, oh. We haven't seen this character before ever. So, like, is she dead? At what point did she die? And later on, we get, like, a like a, a later flashback of, like, Natsu having grown up a bit. So we see, we see a grown-er Lasana, and it's like, oh, okay. Well, did she actually make it to that age? Or, like... Is this just like a vision in his mind? But Happy's hearing her talk too, so maybe she died later. What's going on with this character, man? Mm, um, the word. It's a, it's very interesting. I want to say that I I really like that how that went. So I'm not gonna say anything. Um, but it's very interesting how that went. Um, and. Yeah, seeing all the kids of fairy tale, it's just absolutely adorable. Like how that they are legitimately a family because they all come from like you know abandonment. Sadly, like you know, Mir Jane and her siblings, Urza, um, in a way, Loxus, Natsu, Kana, Gray. Shoot, it's ah, uh, a picture makes me so nostalgic because it's just like you feel. It felt good to see them as kids, which a lot of shonens don't do as well. Like, 
like I said, the guild is the main character because you see all, like, you see everyone's past, present, and future. And development. Like, so, wanted to ask you before we wrap up here, as what you've seen thus far, the 20 episodes the fairy tale has, do you think that it warrants the hate that it gets? And I know that, like, we probably haven't gotten to the part where people hate, but I feel like this is a very indicative of how the series will go. So I don't know the volume of hate that exists for fairy tale. Like I'm not in tune, you know? Um, I certainly see where you could have like, at least with this first 20 episodes, if you did want to watch it and if you didn't want to have a good time, if you were waiting for it to entertain you, you know, you could you would be prepared to go, oh, this is just all tropes. Oh, this is all just cliche. I'm not, you know, I, I wanted something new and interesting. You know, uh, I could see where there would be hangups. You know, I could see where this wouldn't do it for you. Um, but if if you're coming at this from a place where you want to have a good time, you want to engage with the story, you you want to meet it at the middle and see the show for the ride that it is. And I guess if you wanted to like focus on more of how do the characters interact and like that being a major selling point, uh, it's a good show, you know? So I don't know what kind of hate it gets. I can certainly, I'm certainly scared that it will slow down. And that's the last thing a show like this needs. Because we've seen it with Boruto. Like, a lot, the last thing a show like this needs is to slow down. Yeah. Because if you do, it's going to get boring. I'm not going to care. If you pad this with a bunch of filler, if you don't keep the story progressing, you're going to lose me. But um, so far, it has been, you know, pretty much a couple of episodes of intro setup stuff. And then we've really been moving along some story arcs. Um, to which the, like... The uh, Eisenwald arc didn't really get me super hype because I didn't have any stakes for, you know, what all of this meant. But certainly the uh, Sub-Zero Emperor Leon arc, um, that one really got me. It, it had stakes for characters we, we knew and cared about, and it gave a bunch of, of history and progression um, and screen time. And I think it really worked well. I'm curious now what else is going to happen. Yeah. And I got to say that it's it's good stuff. Like they do a good job of they do a good job of um keeping that momentum going forward and you will see more arcs like the Island arc opposed to the um Eisenwall. Like I feel like Fairy Tale progressively only gets better, honestly. Which is good to hear, you know. But uh time will tell. We'll have to figure out what our next episode's uh, episode span is. But um, no, honestly, I'm looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to following this through um, and watching a show that has a bunch of influences and homages from other incredibly successful and well-known shonen uh, that I haven't seen, you know? Yeah, me too. Like, me too. Me too. But uh, we'll, we'll have to pick that up later. Uh, of course, you can catch the show on all your podcatchers on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon podcast at your typical show and protagonist. 
or on Twitter at your TSP. That's U R T S P. Kai, you got stuff too? Yes, you can find me at Static Dreads. That's with a C. Um, on Twitter, uh, check out our content breaker, um, YouTube, and Twitter as well to see what we're talking about. Um, just, yeah, let's do it. Go team. Great. And we'll catch y'all next week for Tower of God. Hooray. Okay. Yeah.